Ready, set, go! This is the Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Tune into our weekly radio show. For more information, go to CheckpointRadio.com. Here are your hosts, Nate Bender, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan. Checkpoint Reach. Hey, welcome to the Checkpoint Radio Podcast on the Westwood One Podcast Network. Everyone's listening. Exclusive, uncensored, and extended conversations from the nationally syndicated crew of the Checkpoint Radio Show. My name's Nate Bender. I'm joined by the Checkpoint Radio crew, Robbie Landis. What up? Norris Howard. We really don't know what we're dealing with here, man. One of my favorite drops ever. And over at the Checkpoint News Desk, Joe Sloan. It's like to be here. So now that we have officially crested 90 iTunes reviews, uh, when when are we going going to see the fulfillment of the Bubsy cosplay. I, I, I think it's going to be Halloween USA start popping well, up. They they're are open. They're open. Are they're they ready. talking about? Oh, They've yeah. been open for weeks. Well, right, I, I was suggesting maybe it would be a good Halloween episode. Okay. That would be fitting, right? Yeah. That, that he uh, does the cosplay on Halloween itself? Right, well, if that's we, fair. Well, yeah. whatever episode we're designating as our Halloween episode. I don't know sure, what episode sure. on Halloween. Right, right. But, I mean, uh, uh, we could uh, ostensibly start setting up the, uh, you know, us going to and buying the uh, the supplies pretty soon here. Yeah. yeah. I think you guys are going to need to, mm-hmm. uh, because if you wait much longer, you're going to miss all out on all of the good stuff. Uh, well, I, first of all, guys, first of listen, all, we don't want the good stuff. Listen, I, w- I worked for a season at a Halloween USA. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. It was not fun. Let me tell you, you need to get there early on in the season because most of the stuff has Two been weeks before the pretty, pretty well picked over by like the second week of October. Okay. okay? Right. He, it, here's the other pro tip that I learned working at Halloween USA. That is not a sentence I ever expected <laughs> to hear is, anywhere ever. It is that after... After Halloween is the best time to buy your costumes for next year because all of the strippers would come in and buy costumes for work. And I mean, they, Dirt they got great deals on it. They mm-hmm. would walk out with like two shopping carts full of stuff for like. 800 bucks you know It was amazing I, that, that must be why I saw that Kylo Ren cosplay Last time I went to the Slutty store. Kylo Ren <laughs> I saw the Slutty well Kylo made, Ren That very well might be Turns out it wasn't A slutty costume It was just meant For an 8 year old <laughs> <laughs> Anyway uh, So uh, We challenged our audience To leave us uh, 90 total reviews We are Now officially Two away From 100 We are sitting at 98 reviews So Go and leave us an iTunes review. Good, bad, indifferent. Let's Let us get know. To the hundo. Let mm-hmm. us know what you think. We are just two away from making this 100. So let's read this review from Yup Stuff 31. Who says Yup Stuff? Eh, it's okay. How many? How many stars? <laughs> two stars. All right. It, all right. He says, Eh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Eh, it's all right. Is that the whole review? No. It's <laughs> not. Oh, okay. I really wanted that to be the whole. I was about to be like, eh, that's it's great. Right. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> No, he says, I do appreciate some of the decent esports talk, especially when it includes Rocket League. Why can't you keep politics out of your mouth, though? Oh, no. You just ruined this Hang review. On. Yep, Hang stuff. on. Here we go. You're saying sexism can only be against women? The people upset oh. about the PAX issue weren't upset about missing the meeting. They were upset that a specific group of people were told they couldn't go. The left is so tolerant. Well, thank you for the oh. review. 
Do we want to address this? I Man, mean, here's the thing. I'm just disheartened. Here's the thing. Even if we were to address it, people like this, it's, it's, it's not going to go through their head. There is no addressing Debate it. me, bro! Debate me, bro! Uh, Change my debate mind. Debate me, bro! I don't want your two stars. Fuck! Can we delete that one? No, you can't no. actually delete it. I mean, I'll leave it. I'll leave that it's there. I'll leave that it's a two-star review saying, eh, it's all right. I'm fine no, with that. I'm glad that it's up there, and I hope uh. you're listening, and I'm going to say this to you very simply. You're a moron. <laughs> Excluding the fact that, no, sexism isn't just against women. It's against all people, all, all, depending all on where it's coming from. But the thing is, is that you're being incredibly tone deaf to the issue at hand. Yeah. If you want to have an honest conversation and not be berated by, oh, I don't know, 4chan assholes and Reddit folks and whatever, then a good way to get a lot of those braying assholes out of the room, because there does seem to be a commonality among them. And that's mainly your penis. So if you have a problem with that, I guess fuck off. Pretty much. I I can't say it any more simply than that. I, I just want to take a minute to kind of appreciate that he started off the review talking about what he did like about the show first. <laughs> he was like, well, Fair. I like when they talk about esports, right, especially me, Rocket no, no, no. League. And here's it. And I'm going to just put this low bow on it, okay? Right? Don't ever, ever again... Go and review anything else in your life and then tell them to not talk about politics because everything in your life in a Western society is a direct result of a political decision. Speaking of everything, which, I actually wanted to review the Washington Post on Twitch and let them know to keep politics out of my game. Yeah, everything. Idiot. As a matter of fact, the fact that you had Internet to go online to review this show is as an indirect result of, of something in politics. Probably one of those great democratic initiatives that got high speed internet to your backwater ass anyway. Usually. So <sighs> there you go. Yup stuff. 31. Good job. Anyways. Another victory for America. It really wasn't. The left is so tolerant, man. Two stars. Love that shit. Do we get to read another one? It's okay. Do you do you want to? I, I, I kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. All right. This one comes from Forte God DX. Great show about games and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll how ask many, again. Is that the horror stars? review? Uh, this is four stars. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Not team, a full five. Team four star. All right. So these fine gentlemen provide great commentary about games and esports. Four stars only because the app that hosts the radio show is iffy. Hey, that's oh, not our that's fault. That's not our fault. What the? Not our fault. I mean, that that's the thing is that, you know, Mixcloud has all of the licenses that we need to be able to use the music that we do on the show. So that's why. Uh, and I think Nate talks a little bit too much. All right. That's fair. That's, that's, yeah, fair. that's fair. I think so. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Two stars. You ain't got nothing to say to that? No. <laughs> yep. Stuff. 
No, apparently I he talk talks, too much. He talks too much. I'm not going to talk. Well, about defensive we get about stuff. You know what? I'm just not going to. I'm going to talk anymore. I'm just going to sit here without my headphones on, <laughs> and I'm just going to sit back from the mic. And you know what? You guys can just go ahead and do a goddamn show. You I like cool. how we ask for every uh, every review we can get, and then we get super defensive. <laughs> we really do. We really do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So now that Nate's the out of the picture, garbage. We can uh, we can talk about what we wanted to talk about on the podcast this week. Yeah, and the creative. Director of by, by, by the way by the way Forte here, here he is talking For, Forte God says you are the, the the life of my commute he he does put that in oh, 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 I thought that was a nice, nice sentiment to end was. on that is that's a very nice we just had to, to go and steamroll right ahead into the goddamn topic you you were shutting up I was trying to get out while I could I man. was making a point goddamn it oh you need me well, more your points are that. stupid yeah you're stupid it's exactly your fault idiot. This is why we get two-star reviews. <laughs> Bring them. More. I want more. This is the dumbest shit I'll eat them for breakfast. <laughs> so the creative director of Spider-Man, guys, uh, Brian, and I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher his name, Intahar, uh, recently uh, has been going on, is, on a few. I guarantee that you is not, not how you okay, say you that. Want, you want can you shot? not say that man's last name condescendingly? Uh, <laughs> into, 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 into hard. Okay. okay. All right. That's but don't say it like Intahar. <laughs> yeah. That is your real name. Mr. Intahar, was it? Jeez. <laughs> so with the success you know what? of... I'm just going to go ahead and read one more review. <laughs> okay. From, Why the hell not? From Tess Gohan, who says... <laughs> <laughs> who's, the name of this review is <laughs> Tesla Modesta. I don't know what that means. What? Tesla mo- Modesta. It means he's a fan of Tesla Motors. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and he says, this ish is the bomb. <laughs> How many stars was that? Five. Okay. This ish is the bomb. Look, if something's the bomb. bomb, you don't give it four or less. Yeah, that's, that's right. fair. It's five. Now, what were you saying about some bullshit about Marvel? Yeah, what, what did Senior Indahar say? Yeah. Well- <laughs> <laughs> So, early on in the development of Spider-Man, apparently one of the things that they talked about quite a lot was this uh, this idea of a Marvel gaming universe, and now with the success of Spider-Man, obviously we know that with the success there's going to be more and more Spider-Man, but the... The question now is, could we see something akin to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but in the gaming sphere? I mean, I... So, as opposed to, like, making anything that happens in the games canon, they would just get their own canon universe... Yeah, kind I think of. that's that's a smarter way to do it than yep. trying to roll it in with any kind of larger canon oh, that definitely. Marvel is making. Definitely. And I mean, you know, we've even seen some quotes that say <clears throat> that the TV universe that they're developing for Marvel is somewhat separate from the MCU as well. And I, I, I think that, you know, trying to tie all of your different projects under the Marvel umbrella into one Tight cannon has got to be really, really difficult. I I would argue, I would make the argument it's almost impossible. I don't don't know that it's impossible. I I don't know that it's impossible. I say almost, but the the level of coordination and the level of communication between writers' desks. Especially in 2018, where you've got internet forums dedicated to finding all of the little errors that you've made. You know, yeah, you've really got to cross your eyes and and, and, your 
your T's, dot your I's, dot your I. Yeah. Um, and and I I have no doubt of that. But you know, they really did. And and I don't know, Robbie. I know that you're a big fan of the Shield TV show. Um, are they still trying to remain canon with what's going on in the in the films? Yes. You see, here here's the issue that I think most people have with the idea that the Netflix universe and the TV universe and the in in the movie universe is all the same is they expect crossovers as a result but i think that they can all exist within the same world but also do their own thing and to agent of shields credit that's when it started to get good was when it stopped acting like it had to be beholden to what was happening on the big screen and and i think that that's probably a good point but if they're still trying to rem- uh, you know maintain that uh, canonosity, which obviously does very well for them in their ratings when they can use events in the MCU like they did with like they Captain did America with, or, or with Thanos, right? Like they mm-hmm. even mentioned Thanos in the latest season. They do. That's right. Of uh, See, uh, of shield. That's when I think it works well is if there's just a mention or a nod. You don't have to actually work what's happening into the universe directly into but, what's impacting. Right. But what show. you guys are talking about works much better when everything is live action. It does. I think Yes. When, I think when you're talking about making stuff into a video game, no, 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 film to game adaptations are usually pretty crappy. Mm-hmm. Outside of the Lord of the Rings games on PS2 back in the day, specifically the Two Towers. Yes, the Two Towers were yep. sweet as hell. Mm-hmm. Why, um, why is this always keep, that one? Why does that <laughs> game keep rearing its ugly head? Ugly like, head, like, ugly, ugly head. Great. That shit was fire. What are you talking like, about? Hey, stop talking years, so much. Every couple of years, people bring that game up because like, it was good. I was it though. It was, yeah. great. Was it? it was great. Uh, it was great. I don't know. As a matter of fact, it's one of the last great beat em ups. Ever that's made. what it is. That's what it is. It was so akin to like co- to like rose colored glass. No, no, it was, no, a great it was basically up. the traditional like arcade style beat em up experience that, yes. that 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 you. But get. anyway, yeah. but anyway, uh, anyway, no. But I, I do think when you're talking about shifting mediums, you know, like you know, uh, between film or TV and video games, they yeah, it's really difficult to be able to make something that is satisfyingly canon, right? Yeah. How many how many games do we know that add to the canon of something but they never do it very well right like mm. you guys <laughs> battlefront you, battlefront battlefront 2 Okay. It's, Probably. Okay. So we had hyped that game up because of its canon connection. We were excited for that. And How then, many well, of us actually I didn't even, bought I it? Didn't even bu- I didn't buy it. I didn't either. I didn't buy it. So, okay. Um, it's long past the point where we I'm going to give a it. shit. Yeah. yeah. So what was the canon connection there? All right. So the, the beginning of that game, obviously, uh, you play. Spoiler warning. Yeah. Spoiler warning. You play as uh, a soldier like a, on a, a special ops on Endor as the Death Star explodes. And uh, everyone, of course, is kind of like in a panic because the Death Star just fucking blew up. You don't know what's going on. You then uh, get a message. uh, Your father does, Mm -hmm. actually, who you serve under in the military, gets a message from the emperor. uh, And it's just basically his final uh, set of orders to be carried out if he should ever die, basically. And it's uh, it's through that that uh, you're basically like told, like, go extinguish hope in the rebellion by hitting these specific targets. It totally sucked. Really? It was trash. It was terrible. It was like, it really, like, I mean, it does, don't get me wrong, it does bring you through the logical sequence of events to the final, uh, to like, where you start seeing, like, because your character, of course, turns around and goes to work uh, fight for the rebellion instead the the, the only really the only oh, good yeah. part about oh, it no no no, no. you only, only stay on the imperial thought, side for like a few missions I, I, dude. I, I no. seriously thought that you would see it through to the new order no 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 and all the of that. only oh, good fuck. part about that is you see 
how all that fucked up Star Destroyer stuff ends up on Jakku. Yes, That's the now, only good so tie-in. That, oh, there's that. There's also seeing uh, with the other guy who meets Luke Skywalker. Oh, and yeah, how yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, a light. Yeah. Like it's like he's he's also fights for the uh, the Empire. But when he meets Luke and actually understand, like learns what a Jedi is and sees it in action, like it like changes him. Mm. That's kind of neat. And then yeah, you of course you fight. You basically fight the Empire until they're basically backed into a corner and you see the final battle on Jakku, which sees. We're, now we know why it's such a wasteland on Jakku. Right. So you see I, all that I, again. Very but challenging. Very challenging and satisfying way to be able to bring a story into right. the, the canon, yeah. the, and here's the canon the, story. And here's the biggest thing why I think a Marvel gaming universe would be awesome because it frees them up to be creative. It frees them up to say, you know what? I've always wanted to explore this part of, of Spider-Man in sure. a different well, way. I, but can you do that with heroes other than your biggest franchise well, so those, that's the thing that i would uh, get into especially about trying to bring like the canonicity into it right the problem with going from movies into games is your fundamental goal is different as in the movie Correct. you're trying to tell a story in a game you're usually trying to empower the player to experience a story I feel like it, with those two separate goals in mind, it's really difficult to like. Like even in so like we see Avengers, right? Yeah, we may have our favorite characters, but each of them only plays a small part in that story. Right. You really can't do that very well in a video game. Well, like and 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 I think about you know the Spider-Man game on PS4. If you made essentially that same game with Tony Stark in the starring role. I don't think that that game is nearly as interesting. No, but the, if you make an Iron Man game, I expect there to be a mech building element to it. Yeah. I want to be able to customize, customize my Iron Man suit. suit. Sure. I want to be able to, maybe I want to build the big hulking mech. Okay. All right. See, I, and, and I get, I get your point, but in the wake of Spider-Man's success, let's say Marvel does want to start making a gaming universe. Yeah, absolutely. And they want to start expanding on, on different titles for different heroes. Where do you go so, after Spider-Man? I don't think I still think even with the popularity of the MCU, with the popularity of Iron Man, that an Iron Man game isn't going to do nearly as well as you a Spider-Man game. You go to the X, baby. You do an X-Man game. Well, first of all, we Ooh, already know, know we already know that there's an Avengers game coming from Square Enix. Right, we do know that. Here's the biggest hurdle that that, that I think we 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 have to address even before we start talking about this. One of the things that the movies, that the MCU struggles with is that even though you have this big, giant, overarching plot, you still need your movies to stand well on their own, right? Yeah. That's fine to do with movies because a movie's a movie. But yeah. if you're talking about a gaming universe, right, the Iron Man game is going to play nothing like the Spider-Man game. We'll play nothing like well, the Hulk game. How do you get you people don't need to, to be go? Them, you don't need them to be consistent gameplay-wise. I mean, right, they can all play differently. Yeah, right. They help. They have, they have to, to play. Yeah. They have to. What does that do for a continued well, overarching narrative? Though? That, that's the issue because not like even gameplay aside, you cannot make the assumption that your audience like it's one thing to expect your audience to pay their eight dollars and go sit down for two hours in a movie theater sure. or eventually right. see the movie on it's Netflix passive. one night. 
it is an entirely different expectation to expect your audience to spend 60 bucks and 40 to 50 hours of gameplay or whatever, you know, 20 to 40, whatever it happens to be, right. hours of gameplay every time you put out a game to keep up with that gaming well, universe. And right. that's, that's why, a big ass. And that's why it's a lesser superhero. Well, but that's why I don't think you do as many games as you would movies, right? Well, Instead of having... <laughs> no, you can't. First of all... You can't because look how long it takes to make a game. Right. You you can, but not if you want them all to be big AAA, Good quality, you know, blockbuster, yeah. mm-hmm. great games. So you do significantly less games, but you you know they would have to have some DLC, maybe some stuff branching some stuff together. I don't see anything wrong with that if you're saying, "Hey, this is supposed to be a continual experience," and we Acro- want to yeah, right. It, but but across how many titles though is I think another question. Well, too. I mean, it is. It's a good question. Yeah. Nobody would know the answer to that right now. But even if it was something that was being done. Over the course of, say, a decade, right? Over the course of 10 years. At the rate of games now, you could get a AAA game once every couple well, years. All right, if you have so, multiple well, studios working on yeah, it, you well, could For comparison, 10 years was 20 movies. So how many games would 10 years be in your Half opinion? Of that. So 10 games, 10 years. Oh, yeah. No, I don't... Even that seems like yeah, a lot. That does well, seem like seven. a lot. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean. Oh, but then think about, no, Call of no. Duty has to have two studios working to put out a game every year. Now yeah. you're all, now you're also talking about trying to coordinate, you know, the 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 canon and the narrative between seven different developers. That's that's another question too. Yeah. I mean, you know, especially because you've got this Avengers game that is ostensibly being developed by Square Enix. We the haven't two heard Raider people. We yeah. haven't we I'm haven't heard Raiders. anything about it. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we're, we're supposed to know a little bit more. But I mean, like, is that one way you start to solve that that puzzle? Is you look at ways to do un- ensemble casts, or you know, because Spider Man can can maintain an entirety of a twenty to thirty our narrative yeah, totally. right i don't think that if you gave camp his own game or if you gave iron man his own game that they'd be able to sustain that level of interest but i think but that's, i think marvel does have and what mini game what mini game are you going to give to cap well uh, honestly oh the one where he turns into a nazi and everyone gets really mad about it <laughs> That's uh, how, like how, do you, how do you make being wholesome into a mini game? You help Aunt May take out the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you know you what? Play no. baseball. You have to come over and help her fix her <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, Captain America, like, really none of the, the core Avengers wouldn't make good games. Uh, I, I would, no, I, again, they wouldn't. I would Iron argue Man for Iron Man because I feel like like basically making it a modern age mech warrior or a he, he, armor I mean, core. Armor core. Just, that's what just I was make Iron Man armor core. He had a depth. Yeah. He had a bit of depth. Just take a Spider-Man type story, may, have armor core, push them together, there you go. There's Iron Man. So what? The Hulk is like prototype? Like... Uh, oh no! I don't no. know what you would do for the don't Hulk. Make a Hulk. No, here's the thing. I feel like the Hulk is is a character is like one of the one characters you just will never play as because the Hulk is is a wild card in 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 this Hulk, particular Hulk universe. would be an ancillary character, supporting character that maybe you have to end up fighting at some point. Exactly, that's what I'm you saying. You got to stop the. But Hulk. I think the reason why you could do an X Men game, right? Because we know X Men is being looped back all into Marvel once more. I think you could do an X Men game well, because one, we hope that we hope that we, that's. I, I don't know that we know. We still got a few. We years hope we, that's changed, all so. of us are waiting with bated breath. But, but I yeah, think, I, but I think you could do that, and you could do it well because, in my opinion, outside of Spider Man, that's where all of Marvel's best 
personalities are. Hmm. The the ability to do a, a, a really great a Wolverine game, a really great Gambit game, a really great. I, but I don't think I would want them in their own in their separate games. Maybe Wolverine, one but my, no one else. Dude, one of my favorite. All-time favorite games was the Sega Genesis X-Men game. Yeah, the platformer. Where, yeah, where you could play as Wolverine or Gambit or Storm. Oh. Um, and, and just having the ability to select multiple heroes, I think, is huge. Speaking to that, in, in, a, in a game type that I think would work very well for the X-Men, or even the new, or, or the you know alleged Avengers game, whenever it comes out, think about how uh, something like... Uh, um, XCOM works, right? Where you're telling a story in between your battles or your missions, and then you pick, you know, in, in that case, classes that you would take on particular yeah, yeah, missions. Yeah, yeah. Right. But in this case, whatever mission you're going on, you take specific uh, uh, X-Men well, or specific if, mutants that have, you know, uh, 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 the, skill the, set. the skill set or the power set that you need to help you accomplish whatever it is can, that you need to accomplish. I can see that. I, I would, I mean, if you're going to do an X-Men game, I mean, the fun of X-Men is that you know, anyone could be an X Man. Like anyone mm-hmm. could have the gene. Like mm-hmm. I need, I want to be able to make my own mutant. If I'm, if we're gonna do an X Men game, yeah. See, see, the, the 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 more we talk about how different, you know, superpowers and skill sets, you know, would attribute to different types of gameplay, and how you know some like the Hulk just flat out would not be much of a game except besides smashing stuff. I don't know that a gaming universe would accomplish the same sort of. Uh, objectives that the cinematic universe does. I don't think you can have a big overarching plot, but you can do what I think MMOs are really good at doing, and that's just making a world feel alive. What I like about Spider-Man that I've heard so far is all these different villains that are being brought in, even outside of his main rogues gallery, right? And one of the things that I'm kind of bummed to hear so far is there's no guest appearances by other superheroes. And to me, I think that's really all that I would want in a gaming universe is the idea that as you're swinging around as Spider-Man, there's a mission where you team up with Wolverine or where you team up with Stark, but you don't necessarily have to play with them. Just having them within that universe makes it feel more alive and more authentic. I mean, I feel you, but I also think from a, a, a gameplay perspective then that opens to the door to all the other stuff because it does, yeah. let's yeah. say you're sitting there and you know uh, you're playing the Spider-Man and then you gotta team up with Tony Stark you have to code in all of his motions and all that other stuff so naturally it already exists so people would sit back and say I, I would like to play as Tony Stark now I, yeah. I want that I mean and I, I mean overall we're, I mean we're talking about you know the idea of a gaming universe where the canons of every game are overlapping and I mean like we're, we're so I mean not frankly, even necessarily overlapping but just consistent consistent right. and yeah. we're frankly so spoiled with the MCU well like, we really are like I mean when you actually think about it like what we have in the MCU it, as comparison like there's never been anything like that's this that's a right. massive ever I just don't know that, that the same thing can be accomplished through games and, and maybe not even that it, that it needs to be really because like, sure. like let's say they, they do an Iron Man game at some point down the line there's no reason that they can't have a reference in the Iron Man game that f- shoots back to the Spider-Man game if you happen to play it right but they don't at the same time have to say like oh but we're rigidly sticking to the canon set by the Spider-Man game no it just has a fun nod to the fact well, that the Spider-Man game but, but I think but I think that's part of how you can begin to construct something like that right is that you can sit back and give a nod to the Spider-Man game while being completely separated from it but understanding that that the events of that game happen just, well, let's, just, let's, that's all that's all that's all that this really needs to start as but, 
Go ahead, Robbie. For me, you know, being able to see Rand Enterprises, seeing the Sanctum Centaurum in the game, but not being able to see any of those heroes at all. Yeah, it's a cool nod, but there's also something that's a little empty. To it, and Joe, I think you're right. I think it's because we're spoiled in cases like the MCU or even the normal comic universe. Okay, so but let's not even pretend like the comic canon makes the slightest bit of no. sense. I mean, it doesn't. No, but it doesn't no because sense. I mean, geography doesn't make sense. I mean, it, there's no none rules of it makes sense because it's been a mishmash of writers and artists that have contributed to that canon over the better part of 25 years. Right. Uh, 30, 50, 50 70 years. in some cases. Well, right. <laughs> 50 years. Exactly. This case. So, you know, I, I think that 40. I, I think that it would be it might be nice if maybe they came up with a set of rules that the gaming universe operates by and they go okay if you want to make games inside of the universe then it here's follow- here's what you follow uh yes. mary jane's a journalist aunt may is old uh you know, like yeah the certain very simple baseline yes. very or, simple or things. maybe when you use other heroes you can only use them as npcs or right just don't contradict the shit no. No, just don't, just don't contradict what It's came. like a big game of improv Yes and Just continue on with that shit You know I wonder As we sit here discussing this I wonder if Sometime after the release of Iron Man When Marvel was seeing Just how fucking successful it was They didn't all sit around Having a very similar conversation To this of like how far can this go? You know what I mean? Like, how much of, like, the They MCU, definitely they did. They didn't... Wasn't the first post-credit sequence or the first hint that they were moving towards an Avengers that happened in the first Iron Man, it right? Did, right. With, with Sam Jackson's yes. cameo, which right. was... I, I don't think... It wasn't completely planned. I think they had him on set for some reason, and they were basically like, hey, we want to do a thing. Yeah, and I mean, even the, the I Am just Iron Man like, line was like improv It was. That was not the, what his line was supposed to be. At the end, he was supposed to go along with it, and and that set the tone for all of the MCU where there's basically no real secret identities. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, in the original one, Iron Man was supposed to just go along with the story that S.H.I.E.L.D. gave him. And he ad-libbed, I am Iron Man. And they kept it. But that's nah, what, I didn't know that. But that's what yeah. I'm saying is that there, there was somebody sitting back, a, a group of producers and writers sitting back saying, how far can we take this? And they say, you know what? Here's what we got. We're going to work towards this. And what you just said, you know, what, these are the unbreakable laws yes. of our universe. Well, you know what? It, I, you know what? I have to. I, I'm just gonna guess, okay? Because I know a little bit about the showbiz world, and I know a little bit of the the actors involved. Okay, so I I would imagine that Kevin Feige took all of the alcohol within a 30-mile radius of him and bales of marijuana with all of the producers of the MCU came together and said, we're going to hammer this out over a long weekend, four full days, and we're going to figure out how we're going to lay the steps out. And here's the major plot points. And, and, And the thing is, is that we know... That they've deviated from that. Yes. Oh, we know that they've had a different plan for how to get where they got. And they still got where they got because they built in enough flexibility mm-hmm. and, and didn't stick to and there was certain- the rigidity of yeah. the, the idea that the, this world or universe has rules to it. 
Now, if you if you take that uh, concept and look at the idea of perhaps multiple studios working on multiple AAA titles over the years, mm. I just don't see it happening. But I don't see, see you yeah. convincing you know five different studios working on ten games but over think, ten years. But I, but I think, to, uh, but I think to achieve something akin to what the MCU has done. I think you could drive something home with that. I think you could. I think if you got the right people maybe. in the room, if, it is a big. Or, it's a big maybe. Or if Marvel, the company is acting as sort of like the, the, arbiter. the, the, the arbiter and the gatekeeper of quality, and they're the final say on everything. Which is what I think they're already doing because the Spider-Man game is the first game ever to have like the official Marvel, Marvel. flipbook yeah, yeah, intro. True. Now that's it, like their stamp saying this shit is official. It, yeah. there, there, there was a story that I read that was basically decrying this whole thing. It's like this is why the gaming universe will not happen, and basically talked about a lot of the negatives that we've talked about here. And then pointed out what about all the other Marvel games, the mobile games, and what you know stuff that comes here, and just talking about how it would be this big mess. And I think that right there, that flipbook logo, is basically what you would put on anything that would be considered canon, canon. to the gaming universe. Yeah, kind of like the seal of approval. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, I got. Mm. I, I get. I could dig. I could dig that. It, now the thing is, though, is I I see a situation where you have like Insomniac's Marvel universe, and then Square Enix is developing ugh. their own. And that, that, I think that's quite possibly the worst case scenario. Well, and that's where Marvel that you could comes have. in. Exactly. And has to act as that arbiter. Yeah. Do they have the authority to do that yes. once they sign away? I don't know. I mean, all I of that depends on the contract. Yeah, it does. But I think they would. And I think Marvel Disney is one of the only companies that could do it. If the way that they treat the way that, that the MCU movies are made is any indication. Yeah, absolutely. If they if they come in and they and they talk to Square Enix about this Avengers game, right? Or, or sure. IDOS. I think it's IDOS. Crystal, Crystal Dynamics. Crystal Dynamics. Yep. That's actually doing it. So they go to Crystal Dynamics and they say, all right, check this out. So I know, you know, we know you guys are making the Avengers game, but... The Spider-Man, the Insomniac Spider-Man game came out, and that's canon. So here is what can't be changed. Or, or, or you know, they would probably just have someone who would be sitting in on the writing process well, yeah, of the that's game. What I mean. And yeah, they would be the ones uh, basically what overseeing it. Yeah, Man, you know? Already, though, I'm starting to think about this. And just like what we've seen in, in the Spider-Man game, like the fact that the Iron Spider suit already exists, well, that means that he knows Tony Stark, he's worked with him, and there probably has been at least one story. Yeah, but those, are, but those are cosmetic because he, he has the Scarlet Spider uh, yeah, outfit, see, which see, that's that, not even Peter Parker. That, that's the other thing. Yeah. Let, let's not get so into specifics to like you know people who argue about the fact that there's continuity errors because we see three different Infinity Gauntlets throughout the MCU before it's even technically made by Dinklebot. <laughs> <laughs> Dinklebot is that what people are calling him? I mean, people call him that, right? But, oh, okay. But the, but the but the point is, is that yeah, you can't get hung up on that kind of stuff. Sure, but it is still a biggest, video game. The big the biggest thing is is that. I don't. I don't see that being the massive impossibility as as it. You no, know, no. Other and people have said it is specifically because Marvel can now go to studios and say, "Hey, we've done this before." Well, I and, mean, here's the truth of it: if the money is there, if the potential to make money on a Marvel gaming universe is there, 
it will happen. That's true. And I mean, you know, sometimes that kind of attention to detail is the difference between a success and a failure, especially in this world of comic book content. Right. We've seen that the DC universe has been largely written off as a failure because of their attention or lack thereof to detail. To detail. Mm-hmm. On the other side of the coin, Marvel's cinematic universe does very well because of all of their attention to detail, not necessarily in the source material. They deviate quite a bit a from lot. the source material, but in terms of the attention to detail, one movie to the other. And I think that, you know, you can't ignore that kind of stuff. Man, comics have been great lately. I'm sorry to, like, deviate a little bit there, but, like, this week, like, so, you know, full schools, I work in a comic shop, so I do flip through uh, a few books every week. I heard Venom died. I don't read Venom. Oh, I don't okay. I don't know why they would kill off Venom like two weeks before his movie comes that's, out. That's, that would, that's why. Have you seen the, the trailers for that movie yet? It looks like shit. <laughs> okay, that's why. Fair enough. Wait, something but, similar with the but, Fantastic Four. Somebody, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was there no one in this room that was defending the Venom trailers? I remember uh, somebody defending them. There's, I mean, there's certain aspects of it that I think might be no, interesting, I think but we overall all said, it's going to be terrible. Hey, he actually looks okay. That was, I remember saying, like, oh, he looks like Venom. He looks like Venom. I'm happy about that. How did we become convinced as a society that Tom Hardy's a good actor? That's what I want. He's been covering up his mouth this whole time. I mean, yes, maybe. But like the thing is, is that every line that that dude speaks in that movie makes me want to cringe. Yeah, it's not great. Give give us your impression. You work for a bad person. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? He was great. So good. He was great in Peaky Blinders. He was great in Peaky Blinders. I didn't watch them. Oh, oh, you've actually seen it too, Joe. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that one's good. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was just going to say that uh, we, we are both Batman Damned and Return of Wolverine. So Wolverine is someone they killed off in the, in the Marvel Universe yeah. and kept dead for a very long time. Really? Which, yeah, he's I been mean, dead for what? Well, he's been he, dead for what? Seven years now? No way. Around there, yeah. Six, seven not, years? Not even like any offshoots or anything like that? Oh, I mean, well, there's been like old man Logan and yeah. stuff oh, like oh, that. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. But, so, main but, continuity yeah, Wolverine. Dead. He's dead. been dead for a while now. That and is they just. Imp- they finally brought him back and like they did yeah the return of wolverine hit uh this week and i read through that book and i'm like this is fucking great really it was it was really good it's not cheesy the way that they're doing it damn man no like he like he kind of like wakes up and they're using like the goddess persephone she's involved she's a fucking bitch he has like no memories and like he has like he's like going through like his own mind like unlocking various parts of his history so like see like the cell he sees like the first one it's got like the classic wolverine costume in it and it's like his heroism and like the good parts of him but then you see like the other like the part where there's like like a beaten and bloodied saber tooth from when they fought to the death and and, like say and persephone warns him like you're not gonna like what's a lot behind a lot of those doors i'd just leave him be if i were you wow and i'm like damn uh, I'm, and your I'm boss sorry. Is like Joe, get back to work. Yeah, kind, but uh, almost exactly <laughs> what happened. Okay. Actually, but just saying all that, don't you kind of want a game? That Rocket plays Wolverine okay. with, that? with that kind of see. Stuff? Now that's something kinda. I want. That's something I wanted to say earlier. Is something that the games that that you can do remarkably well in a game that movies still do you know good, but that that, that I'm I'm definitely seeing with Spider Man that they can do better is really pull you into the the the, the character right like yeah, like sure. this game really helps you to well, understand and, who and Peter Parker is and, and the really last tells good, a compelling story and the last one of the last good 
Wolverine games like highlighted like the savagery like it didn't it was a hard M rating yeah right? it featured like a lot of blood dismemberments and all uh, you're not talking about like Marvel versus Capcom no 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 like no. we didn't get any like deeper meaning to Berserker Mirage no you did not okay just damn joking. you did not damn man <laughs> oh by the way Nate, speaking of comics we got in a Mystery Science Theater three thousand comic what really that came, I was literally going to buy it who's, for you someone pu- bought it who, who publishes it uh that is. Either Dark Horse or IDW. Okay, okay. that's cool. I, I'm I'm really glad how that they're one, doing like. How does one, turn how does one read an MST3K? I I, I have to imagine that it's expounding on like the the no, universe no, no, the, outside of the actual. Riffing. Yeah, like it's not oh. about them watching the movies. It's it's more about the characters in the yeah, show. It's Dark Horse that's doing it. Oh no, shit. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I, was, I hadn't heard that they were doing that. That's yeah, that's dope. I saw the comic book coming. I was like. Damn, I'm gonna grab this for Nate if no one buys it on uh, release. Cool, there was a single one. We got like two. They both oh, sold. Okay, <laughs> I, I I have to wonder though. Like I, I I have to wonder if that wasn't like someone who works at Dark Horse or an artist that just got inspired by the series because that happens a lot. That too. could be. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it it's, is. you know, less like a Joss Whedon Buffy where you know he's actually legitimately continuing the story. Although I heard he's having to wrap that up too. That is uh, because Dark Horse lost the license, the license oh. to Buffy. Yeah, 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 like uh, they're actually not going to get to do the last set of graphic novels. So wait, 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 wait. Did did Fox retain that or is that now Disney? One Buffy on WB. I heard it because I I heard that they were rebooting it. Is that maybe why? That's probably that is probably why. Maybe it is. Yeah, they are rebooting it. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. probably going back to WB. I hope it's. I hope oh, it's yeah, not it a reboot. Be, I hope you know it's you're right. Buffy. It would be WB. No, it is going to be a reboot because I remember the quote unquote controversy because they want to cast someone biracial as Buffy. Oh, I heard they were going to cast a male Buffy. I did not hear that. Oh, I, that was like the first rumor that I heard. Really? So a male, a male Buffy. A, so who's then? You have a girl. Angel? Hang on, yeah. hang on. You're not the just Blade at that point. The, uh, what are the men's rights activists going to be outraged about on that one? Listen, I want a black woman James Bond, and I want a, a make a, make them gay. Gay Buffy, there you gay go. male Buffy, there gay you Buffy, go. and just keep Angel a guy. Yes, that actually might uh, which, be. Which, by the way, I think the, awesome. the, the guy who plays Angel, I think he said he would be up for coming back for the reboot. Oh damn! Really? So he could be like he's old as shit. No, though. but he could be like Little Angel's dad. <laughs> That's his name too, Little Angel. L- Little Angel, Angel Junior. AJ. Yeah. Boom. AJ. Boom. Angel Junior. I mean, listen. I I understand. Buffy and AJ. I understand that David Boreanaz isn't doing a whole lot these days, but I mean, like, really, is that necessary? He's desperate, man. Come on. Someone. He's, he needs work, man. He's got kids to feed. Maybe it's true. I don't know. Does he have kids? <laughs> Little Angel. <laughs> by, by the way, by the way, I just have to say the fifth season of BoJack Horseman came out on on Netflix. That has the strangest David Boreanaz reference in there to Boreanaz House, and they make another reference to it in the fifth season, and it's hilarious. You know, I've been wondering why my brother's been like pro- posting depressing shit on Twitter all the time. I guess it's now Bo-Jack. I know why. BoJack's back. BoJack season five. BoJack's back. It is such a depressing show. Dude, my, okay, so my brother. I love it, but it's so depressing. My brother and his girlfriend are downstairs watching BoJack Horseman as I go upstairs from recording for that night. So they, they're starting to watch BoJack Horseman, and I'm like, oh, okay, I don't want to be super depressed, so I'll watch this another time. I go upstairs, and my mom is watching 
watching season one of BoJack Horseman. <laughs> you know what? Trying to get into it. You know what's crazy? I just found out that uh, Comedy Central picked up the first season. No shit. And and is going to be playing it on Comedy Central. That is, to my knowledge, the first show that was developed show. for Netflix on the network and now. it is continued through Netflix that was bought up. Like right, like they, interesting. Their fifth season is not the last season. Yeah. They're likely going to make a sixth season. Damn. And their first, I I don't know if it's their first season or their first two seasons are now in syndication on on uh, Comedy Central. Wow. Netflix getting that That's bag. Crazy. Secure the bag. I, Netflix. I went upstairs and saw my mom watching. Oh. That. I'm like, mom, I. I don't know if this is going to be your show. And she basically gave me a, shut up, don't tell me what I like. <laughs> I basically got one of those from my you mom. You know what? She actually might like Bojack, actually. I heard if her she... laughing literally for the next three hours at Bojack really? Horseman. I'm like, okay, well, your I was mom wrong. has a dark sense of humor. She really does. Like wow. My mom has the weirdest sense of humor, because like, she'll go see Deadpool. She thought Deadpool 1 and 2 were both amazing, and then she'll turn on America's Funniest Home Videos and think that's great, too. So she just is very... She's all over the place. Yeah, really. she kind of is. She'll watch The Simpsons, and then she'll watch, Bo- watch BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. It's very... Crazy. She's all over the place. I mean, I'll watch The Simpsons and then BoJack. Yeah that's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, I like The Simpsons, too. Not as much I, as I liked them, say, 17 seasons ago. Do you, do you know all the words to the Mr. Plow theme? Yeah. <laughs> that was Mr. Real Plow, sad. that's my name. That name again is Mr. Mr. Plow. Plow. Jesus. Yeah, I sure do. Well, all right, let's <laughs> uh, talk about what we were uh, discussing this week on the radio show, starting off talking about the Nintendo Direct that, of course, happened the day after that we re-recorded last week's show. Fuck you, Nintendo. So, of course, every single airing of our show last week, people are listening to us drag <laughs> Nintendo These for only idiots. announcing... Two Final Fantasy games, and they're sitting looking at their Facebook feed going, what the fuck are these morons talking about? It's I'm, because glad, I'm glad we buried that segment in the second hour. Hopefully not, not many people heard it. Oh, You're not anyway, wrong. Nintendo released a bunch of shit. They really made us look fucking stupid. And made us look real dumb. Yeah, really well, you stupid. know what? The typhoon blew the end off of their building, so screw them. <laughs> yeah, screw, screw you, Nintendo. Nintendo. In your endo. <laughs> we also talk about the latest in esports news, as well as the, the OWL management game. Dating uh, sim. Dating sim, whichever you want to okay, call it. Now I gotta ask. If it was a dating sim, who would y'all date from the OWL? Oh, does it have to be a player Zoe. or could it be a caster? It'd be okay, Zoe. it can be a caster. All right, Zoe's Zoe. the easy Oh, no, you pick. know what? It can't be a Boo. caster. We all pick Zoe. Boo. Can't be a caster. Gotta be a player. No, I want to say Uber. Oh. All right, you can have... No, oh, you gotta fight Kooky over Uber. Yeah, you gotta fight Kooky over Uber. I'll fight Kooky over Uber. <laughs> wow. I think, dude, you're, hey, you're gonna lose. One half of us has interviewed him. <laughs> and it ain't Kooky. <laughs> I know what he's really thinking. Wow, that's 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 wow. that's weird. That's that is weird. A, a bit odd. Yeah, Nate, yeah. who would you date? I <laughs> I choose not to I, play. I, 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 I if you don't choose, we're gonna choose for you. I would be celibate. That's what I would. No. Right, you get Mickey. Damn it. That's yeah. Okay. That's the only way he's gonna date anybody is if he gets Mickey. Yeah. Right. So that's a weird game, it right? Weird like, game. Do, are, we, are we are we ever gonna s- kill with the OWL? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go Jake like th- Coolmet XQC. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> have the wheels come off? Yet? 
<laughs> I hope this podcast never gets back to that. Them. This, this is this. Norris. No. You've been awfully quiet over there. I am in. I'm in the Nate boat. <laughs> no, that, that, that means we get to pick for you. Fuck it, Dan. If I say Golden Boy, is that racist? <laughs> Yes, it is. Okay. I, I I think he likes soon too much. It's probably gonna be he does probably like soon. soon. Yeah. yeah, I think soon. He's French, so yeah, yeah probably language soon. of love. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep, he's French. If you can't understand me, you can't understand love. <laughs> uh, I rock with so, I rock with France pretty tough. That's a really weird, really meta game. <laughs> Lloyd says I can already see the Kevin notes. Can we not marry fuck kill the OWL? <laughs> Too late. Kevin doesn't listen to our podcast. That's no, it's true. been a while since we, we got have, notes. Yeah, we haven't gotten, last time we got notes. We haven't gotten Kevin. show notes for a long time. Kevin I, doesn't even know who the o, what the OWL is. Bro. I think he does. It's been like twenty five episodes yeah, since we've heard that's anything gone. from Kevin. Yeah. Is he alive? Gone. We should that's check gone. on him. That's random yeah. access memory. It's out of there. <laughs> uh, we also this week talk about uh, all of the Final Fantasy titles coming to the Switch. The eight of them that are coming to the Switch and Xbox, but not eight. but not Final Fantasy eight. Yes, you are correct. Fuck eight. Um, Fuck you. I mean, of course it would be eight, though. Like, like all jokes, like aside, it of course it's always eight. It's always eight. It's always my eight. my favorite meme that I think I've shared with Joe at least three or four times now is a picture of uh, it says all of the uh, <laughs> yeah all the Final Fantasy eight fans and it's just Squall in the darkness going am I. Am I alone? Am Do you I like alone? how everyone starts replying with FF8 GIFs to that, though? Yes. I See, now, here's the thing, is that, like, I sort of feel like FF8 was one of those games where some of that data was probably lost before the game was even finished. Right, like uh, there are portions of that. You know, no, no, no. I could make that argument considering what that fourth disc is. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Like, dude, it was like they put out like like they didn't even know what they had. And here's the problem: is they didn't lose the second half of the fourth disc. They lost the first half. Yeah, like it was like they were developing FF8 and Xenogears in tandem, and both (laughs) both of them just kind of forgot. Like, like they all went to a party and got hot for a while. You get to the time compressed world and there's you can go find the Ragnarok yep and you can go to Ultimacia's castle and you're like it feels like there was probably more we were supposed to be able oh, to do here. You could go Let's the, just put the island between barriers. heaven and hell. It's the yeah. only place you could go to. Well, because well, yeah. in that interview too, it said the reason that it probably you know ended up lost is because they was a, they made a habit at the end of projects of just deleting stuff. Right. right. Like, so what? hold on, hold on. If, so if halfway through development something happened, they lost it. it someone spilt coffee on it. Whatever. They're like, oh, it doesn't matter. We got other backups. And then when it was over with, they're like, don't worry, we got the main one somewhere. Now, and they scrapped all the listen, backups. Only, only part of me actually believes that they lost the data there is a strong part of me that believes wholeheartedly that we're about to get an ff8 remake announcement and that's why it's not oh. there I, I actually think so too that is my like like as, as a as is, a long-term square enix listen, observer I, I, ff7 you don't even need to explain why that's worth remaking why is FF8 worth remaking? Because Square Enix Joe. doesn't like me. Yes, Robbie. <laughs> oh my God! Someone else gets it because they want to hurt me. They've done it with everything they've ever made. Why would this be any different? Dude, yes. Do you have any idea how many like weeaboo fangirl cosplay every every otaku? Like stereotypes I, there's a, that I, you I, can I think of. I bought I bought FF8 when it was new. 
I know exactly how many of my friends at the time bought FF8. That number is zero. There is a, I think, a very... And all of them owned FF7 because they all peer pressured me into owning that. And then when I bought the next one, I was like, hey, isn't that FF8 game great? And they went, we didn't buy that shit. Wow, and this I goes back real betrayed. far. That goes back real far. That's then, because doesn't it? you grew up in a very, very hostile social situation. And I did not. <laughs> All the people I knew did have FF8 and they loved it, even if they didn't know how to play it. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows Junction how to play that damn game. Right? But I think if they announce an FF8 remake, you'll see a lot of closeted FF8 fans, which uh, okay, I think there I'm are sorry. a bunch of. I'm sorry. First of all, you'll see I them just, come out. Yeah. First of all, yes, I you'll see a nine remake before you see an eight. I do think there is a large, silent majority of FF8 fans. I do think mm-hmm. that's true. But how can you how can you announce a second remake when the first one you announce is even fucking out yet? How because you, it's Square Enix. No, how can you take the name of one game and then turn it into a completely separate game that was supposed to be inside? Of a whole entire separate mythos And then make it stand on by itself Square Enix Square Enix Exactly Fuck out of here They do whatever they want Kinda uh, We also talk about uh, Esports coming to high schools That's a thing That's a great thing It's happening uh, and it will a limit, limited run along the East Coast. Uh, Pretty smart. If, if you're one of those uh, high schoolers that are getting an opportunity to participate in this and you actually do get in, please reach out to us because yeah. we, I think we would be really interested in Who's hearing ever, how it's going. Uh, what, what are those states? Let's run, I want to run through those states. Uh, Georgia, Rhode Island. Um, ah, here we go. Uh, if you are in... Uh, Connecticut, Georgia, Kentucky, Massachusetts, or Rhode Island, and your high school, or maybe your kid's high school. Hey, I got 40%. Same as in college. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Or your your cousin's high school or something like that. Reach out to us, because we would love to hear how that process is going on. Absolutely. Uh, We also talk about uh, what we could be seeing out at the Tokyo Game Show this year. It'll probably be from Sony. Um, yeah, there's like 73 different titles being shown off by Sony, uh, including an in-depth look at Death Stranding, which is going to be confusing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I I don't know how exactly how many hallucinogens you have to ingest to be able to properly understand the explanation that Ko- Hideo Kojima is going to walk out on stage to or, give. Who said he's going to give an explanation? explanation. You- he's going to have like flashcards and ink blots. Wait, do you think it's it's going to be like It's but didn't wasn't there one story that that described it as saying that there will be a stage performance for Death Stranding? Oh, I didn't see that. I think so. Ooh. A stage it, performance? It's going to be fucking weird. Did they like, hire, even by Kojima standards. Like I hope they got like the the fucking Cirque du Soleil people. You know what? They probably called up Ubisoft. They're like, we lo- really love all those little dance things you do at the beginning of your E3 presentation. So, oh, so God, no. Damn. For fun, I just looked up a list of the best-selling Final Fantasy games of all time. Oh. Like, uh, ranking them in order. Okay. It will come as a surprise to absolutely no one that Final Fantasy VII leads the way. Yeah. Sure. And probably won't surprise that many people that Final Fantasy X comes in at number two. Not at all. Where's Makes sense, 13? Yeah. I would have thought that was actually a little bit higher. Uh, I got the top 15 list. It's way further down. Oh, Final good. Fantasy VIII 
is number three. What wow. I fucking the tell third you. best selling Final Fantasy game of I all time. What is what wow? Is, what are you doing? You broke your drops. What are you doing? That was uh, that was an ad. That was an ad that started oh. playing on his Death Stranding news site. Yeah, I was oh. looking up for to see if that Death Stranding thing Boom. performance thing is. is we can't right? give what I don't know what that was an ad for. Peori. You know, I don't know. We only got about six B- words B- into a it. Poor strips or something. I don't know what the <laughs> it fuck. It wasn't that at all. So <laughs> that's what it sounded like. The soft music from over here sounded the like that. Soft music. Was it a Tampax commercial? No, I don't know what it is. It's your targeting. This is your computer. I know it's my were computer. You, were you looking at facial strips? No, I don't think I was. Probably actually, you know what? I was probably. Hmm. So that would make there you go. Before yeah. you get, I have really deep bad pores. <laughs> Oh, I mean, okay. I mean, I'm glad you just said that. I'm glad that you that you recognize the I, issue. I, you got to be hygienic about it because you don't yes, want you don't. That's want, not good for your it, face. Yeah, once they get infected, that's when it scars. That's when it scars. When you get bad acne, exactly. Now you're proud of you. So Twitch security. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I had to. Uh, we also talk about uh, security increases out at TwitchCon. Wondering if this is something that, you know, other events are going to have to follow suit with. The answer is yes. <laughs> I mean, yes, undoubtedly. But does every event need to? The answer is no. Every event doesn't have How? to step up to the same level as what this is, right? I didn't expect uh, uh, grassroots to have Some like secure armed security right? levels. But you need to do you need to do more yes. than what you're doing now. Yes. As someone organizing an event, how do you know the difference? Well, yeah. Where do you know the line? No, first of all, if you're you doing have some something bare minimum you stuff. weren't doing before. No, no, no. You have you have bare minimum baseline stuff based on how many ports of entry that you have. If I'm doing a very small grassroots thing, no, it probably will not cost me more or not cost me that much more to have a security guard right. at the very least. We're talking a small venue with two doors to get into the com- right. competition room. All right, there's two security stations. Well, what about Couple stuff guards. that happens on like college campuses? That's where I think that's where I think you're going to see a real strange a real strange it, level it's, change. It's stuff there. that size that yeah. I I really am concerned that the burden of being you know being able to provide those security concerns is going to come up against the very real operating costs of the company or the tournament well, because n- there's not a huge overhead for a lot of these tournaments. You know the the prize pool is given by uh, sponsors. Usually it's handled by sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so tournaments really just have. The overhead of the ticket sales that they're able to manage, a lot of places don't end up making a ton of money to be able to do these types of events. So if you're already struggling, how are you able to also be able to increase or beef then up I your think security? You need to ask the question, can I put this event on? If if you're if you're one if you want to have an event, a mid-size event, and you want to do it properly. That's a question you're going to have to ask yourself as an organizer because security is going to be a legitimate concern for a lot of people attending right. these it, events. So you will have to ask yourself that tough question of can we even do, right. do look, it? Look, two bare minimum things, bag checks and uh, metal detectors, right? Because there are portable metal detectors. And if we're talking mm-hmm. about events happening on college campuses, are you telling me that nowhere on this college campus can anyone look into getting well, these kids? Well, you got kids? campus safety. They got that stuff already. Yes, exactly. If you if you 
honestly, like Norris said, you need to look and be able to do this. And if you can't do that at a bare minimum, should you be putting on this event? Well, and if you're a competitor or a performer, really, I mean, are you going to choose to go play somewhere that can't reasonably assure your safety? I mean, that's... To, I mean, to the point, like, uh, if I can only bring in people who basically are showing up because they really need the money or have to play, that's an even more dangerous uh, environment when you have people showing up who, like, oh, my God, I need to win this to pay my rent. Regardless like, of my place. safety. Yeah. Like, that's not a great mindset. Right. So, yeah. No, I, Norris, I think you're right. There's there's going to be some serious questions that have to be asked about, can I put on an event like this? Which sucks. It sucks that we're there, but as gaming and esports become more and more mainstream, well, when you bring in the mainstream, you also bring in the need for more security and more safety. Sad that that's a fact of, uh, you know, just a a fact of course in 2018. Yep. Uh, We also talk about the changes to the Call of Duty World League uh, they actually this was happening like literally uh, within the few hours before we sit down to do mm-hmm. this show, which we we frequently were like, oh my god, why, why does this why happen Wednesday? Wednesday morning? And at the same time, like you know what? But at least it wasn't Thursday. Nintendo, Nintendo. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> bastards. Nintendo, you bastards. Until they replace that, and they are Nintendo. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I, ca- I-, I can't wait to get my Nintendo Witch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Sorry, wow. oh, that was bad. God, <laughs> you laughed. I, I know, know, and I'm not happy about it. Yes. <laughs> All right. it, work. it did work. You laughed. You shut your filthy mouth. Oh God! So, uh, uh, as our uh, uh, Call of Duty expert, right. yes. Nathan. Oh me! Yeah, you. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. Call of Duty expert. I'm. By the way, I'm not accepting that title. <laughs> you don't have to. It's, I'm it's, just. It's I'm just so you. Just so we're it's clear. No, no, it ain't about what just the fuck. Just so no, we're clear. It's not about what the fuck you accept. It's no, what it is. You're the expert. <laughs> it's what it is. All right. Period. <laughs> um, I don't know what to make of these changes. Yes, you do. No, I. Yes, no, you do. Not really? You. You know. You what, what explained the, it quite eloquently. On the show, no, I bullshitted quite <laughs> ed- eloquently on the show. I, 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 the, the the thing that still sticks out to me—that's what I'm really good at. I'm good at the bullshit. Is the the six million dollar uh, uh, prize pool, which is huge, and the uh, did they actually say what the bonus for each win would be? No, they did not. Okay, no. because to me, a lot of the the the, the highlights here, are, man, look how much money we're pushing out for this. And again, uh, you know, the international this year was the highest it's ever been. And granted, we did have a lot going on that weekend but a lot of us were just like eh, we've, well, seen, it. we've I mean, seen it before we're talking about like are you pushing out enough to be relevant like like when you have the international they're already so far over like relevant it's that it's just like like ooh, how big can we make the number how interesting can it get that mm-hmm. that is the most interesting part of the right with, with this it's right. like it's like the- overwatch with like all right they're putting down a million bucks let's can we agree a million dollars is about where you're like all right, this is getting interesting. Yeah, now. that got my attention. That's got yeah, my. Sure. That's it's still about the number, right? Okay. Six million. That's pretty decent. That's a, that's it, a, it is. No, it's of a lot for multiple yeah. events. Right, right, right. But uh, okay, I guess that's fair because I was going to say like six million. That's more than I would have assumed you'd nah, hand out spread over the one. season. But all right, yeah, that's yeah it'll fair. probably that's be like something like six hundred thousand to each of its five events leading mm-hmm. up to the finals, mm-hmm. and then a big one okay. at the finals, okay. something like that. Yeah, uh, and then we uh, of course wrap up today talking about uh, the list that we created last week on the show: the twelve best narrative video games ever. Didn't get a whole lot of pushback on that list nope. from you guys. We really, really? didn't. Which, really which, surprised which, which by that. Just says to us. 
We're smart. We, we're amazing. Exactly. No, we need to make more we lists. Know, clearly, we know everything about video games. We are professionals within our you industry. We're going to make another list. That's right. This one's going to have blackjack and hookers on it. We're going to make it on the podcast. Don't worry. I know we can't make it on the air. All right. Good. Fair enough. Anyway, so make sure you follow us on social media. That's Check PT Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you can get in on those weekly social media questions and then listen for your response on the air each week. Actually, it's not every single week that we do that segment, but it's pretty close. Most weeks. Yeah. So be sure to listen for your responses each week, nearly each week on the show. Um, but that's going to do it for the Checkpoint Radio podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, CheckpointRadio.com is where you can find out more info about the show, as well as full episodes on demand posted every Tuesday, interviews from past episodes, and much more. That's all over at CheckpointRadio.com. We've got a bunch of stuff going on within the next couple of weeks. Joe, why don't you hit them with uh, some seeds of acceptance? Yeah, that's, that's coming up this Saturday. Actually, as this podcast releases, uh, I should be live on the air. Yep, that uh, sounds about right. Yep, so Saturday the 22nd at noon Eastern time, running through probably about noon the next day, we will be doing Seeds of Acceptance 3. Every bit donated to the channel during that time will go towards uh, one of two charities. Uh, we'll be breaking up, you know, half to each charity. One will be Affirmations, which is a wonderful, uh, wonderful LGBT charity right here in Michigan. They're actually just a few miles north of us right here in Ferndale. The other one is the Trevor Project, which most of you know is a nationwide LGBT charity that uh, helps... Uh, uh, LGBT individuals who are dealing with thoughts of suicide and uh, things of that nature. So they're both wonderful causes and definitely deserving of your funds. We're going to be playing Final Fantasy VIII. That first disc is going to be in Japanese. Um, None of us know the game quite well enough to be trying to play it in Japanese. So we're just going to make up the the story as we go along and translate it for you guys. Uh, I hope that I remember the menu navigation well enough to be <laughs> able to get through the end of disc one. Uh, here's hoping, anyway. After we get through the first disc, we'll be switching back uh, into English for the remainder of the game. We have all kinds of stretch goals. If you donate 10,000 bits, if you do a 10,000-bit donation, you are going to get to Truth or Dare, the host, sitting Ooh, on, the, on the couch. Now, nice. that Truth or Dare, of course, has to follow Twitch guidelines, so I don't get us kicked off the air. Yes. But following Twitch guidelines, you guys can truth or dare the host for a $10,000 donation. We're also bringing back our uh, three teams, Team Fixers, Team Breakers, and Team Palindrome, trying to exert their will upon the bits donated uh, total, and we'll see which team comes out the winner of that. So remember, guys, this uh, this Saturday, the 22nd, noon Eastern time. That's right, and that's at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint Radio. It's a, if it's the first time that you're coming to the channel, make sure that you uh, follow and join us every time that we go live. Also, coming up on the 28th, we've got the grudge match between University of Michigan and Michigan State Esports Clubs. That's going down on the, uh, the, the U of M campus in Ann Arbor at the Ross School of Business, 7 p.m. Eastern start time. We're going to have pre and post show coverage as well as the play by play right here at twitch.tv slash checkpoint radio. So you'll want to join us the following Saturday for that. It's going to be super exciting. I know that you're going to have a great time if you join us. So uh, that's going to be it. Stay up to date on all the latest by following us on social media. That's check PT radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like the show, consider dropping by our Apple podcast feed and giving us a rating and a review. Checkpoint radio is a production of Westwood One. Our theme is provided by the band Weird At Last. Big thanks to our producers, Rick Scott, Kevin Graham, and Christine Corpus. For the Checkpoint Radio crew, Robbie Landis, Norris Howard, and Joe Sloan, I'm Nate Bender. 
Keep listening. You've been listening to the Checkpoint Radio Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, tune into our weekly radio show. For more information and the latest on esports and gaming, go to CheckpointRadio.com. 